So that's a first. I can't download images on Facebook or WhatsApp. Apparently Instagram and Twitter are having problems too. It's weird. Maybe it's a little 4th of July present for America's social media platforms. I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about some real news. Um, I'm going to Tokyo on July 15th for Japan's annual March for Life. There will be a few hundred people, which is not a lot, but it is a big event for Japan. People in Japan don't really do big crowd events there, it seems. Like, you might see in India or America or this past month in Hong Kong, there's like hundreds of thousands or more than a million people. I don't know why, but it seems like that's uh, it's not a thing in Japan. Anyway, so uh, I want to talk about the pro-life movement in Japan. But I'm a little worried that the word movement is a big word. It should like it should include a massive mobilization of millions of people. So I'm using the word loosely. But Japan's uh, pro-life movement or crowd or network, let's say, has a really beautiful history. Um, I'll share some stories about it during the next few weeks, uh, partly because I love the stories uh, and partly because uh, their March for Life is coming up. And that's a focal point of pro-life efforts in East Asia. Uh, I'll start by saying Japan is not a pro-life country. Uh, the abortion rate has actually it has reduced dramatically in the past few decades and the government is really encouraging people to have babies but that doesn't mean the government or the nation as a whole is quote unquote pro life um in Japan it seems like babies are born for the economy for future economic growth i've seen so many news articles to that effect and maybe it isn't the whole story but it just looks like this idea has infected Japan's leaders that their economic planning includes setting fertility goals. Um, and that idea really can go bad places. I, I, politicians and economists should not have a say in how many babies any family has or when they have them. But this happens in Japan. At least on a macro level, um, Japan's leaders want women to have more babies for the long-term health of the economy. But on the flip side, very confusingly, Japan's employers want women to keep working. Practically, many employers still forbid women from getting pregnant or giving birth when it's inconvenient for the company. Um, you, you've probably heard about all these things happening in China, and it's far, far worse there. But the root ideas are the same, that people exist for the economy and babies exist for the economy rather than the focus being on how the economy needs to serve the needs of people. Um, I think that's one reason that pro-life efforts in Japan are not easy. People uh, are uncomfortable with abortion in Japan in general. It's not pleasant, obviously, to, to discuss. And it's uncomfortable, and people still have, I think, a basically healthy gut revulsion to the idea of abortion. But that doesn't mean they don't want it. They want it to be available, of course, for people who are in any less than the ideal economic situation, which is apparently not a lot of people since they have a shrinking population. Japan is near the bottom of the list of countries as far as fertility rate, and I think at the moment it's the only big country, like with more than 100 million people, that has a negative population growth rate. So the abortion rate per woman in Japan is not that high uh, because there are relatively so few pregnancies in the first place. There's a lot of prostitution. There's a lot of contraception. 
there's very little chance for fruitful and happy family life. It's just not a priority of the Japanese culture. Okay,、um, I'm sorry. I, I really need to share at least one story about what pro life people are doing to counter and change Japanese society. Last year, I met with Pastor Kenzo Tsujioka, who started Pro Life Japan in 1984. He and his wife、uh, took care of a lot of single moms and babies and helped them figure out what to do, and in many cases, helped place these kids for adoption. After many years of this work, they started an annual camp where adoptive families get together and basically have a summer camp retreat.、Um, so, adoption was not really a thing that people did in Japan.、Uh, But something else that Pastor Kenzo did was actually that he lobbied with others to change the law in a very specific way. They found a, a, a politician to take their idea to allow adoptive parents to change the birth certificate, actually, like legally edit the birth certificate of an adopted child so that nobody would know, including the child, that they were adopted.、Um, on one hand, I think this is not a good. Long term solution because I think society should change rather than having to force people to lie about their history just so they conform with society's requirements. But practically, in the Japanese context, it's, it's, pra- it's pragmatic.、Um, and it helped a lot of parents to be willing to adopt, I think. But this retreat I was talking about is special, I think,、uh, since it's parents who are not ashamed to be adoptive parents and they meet together every year and have fun, play games, sing, and just hang out. And they know that they're not alone. And that's very important when you're a Japanese family who's adopting children. Okay, I'll be back soon with more stories, testimonies, and talking about pro life issues in East Asia.